Hi everyone, this is Lisa Mulligan from the Culture Ministry. I'm popping into your ears in this episode because I get asked a lot by people about how I got started in diversity and inclusion. And I share lots of other people's career stories in diversity and inclusion, but I've never told my own. And so I thought I would jump on and tell you my story and tell you about what I've learned and what I've learned from others about how they moved into diversity and inclusion. I'd also like to tell you about my new online course. Um, the waitlist is open now and from the 26th of September, you'll be able to enrol in the course. I'm super excited. It's called Six Weeks to Get Started in Diversity and Inclusion. And I really designed the course for people who either want to work in diversity and inclusion or perhaps you've secured your first role but you're not sure where to start or maybe you have diversity and inclusion as part of your role and, again, you're not sure where to start and where to focus. So um, check out the, in the show notes. I'd love to have you along. Um, but let's get started on my career story, I guess. Um, and it's, it's often hard to know where to start, but I thought I'd start by telling you when I was very young, uh, I grew up on a dairy farm. So I was always surrounded by animals, by cows and sheep and cats and dogs and things like that. And I think that experience really um, made me a pretty practical person and a fairly action orientated person. Um, and, you know, when you work on a farm, you have to get up and you have to do the job every day. And that's really been a theme throughout my career. When I was about 10, my family moved off, off the farm and we, we lived closer to a big city. And uh, my parents had eventually started a hardware store. Um, and so they had a retail store for many years and I grew up working in that retail store and, you know, really understanding what a lot of the, the bits and pieces in the hardware store did. Um, and, you know, there was an expectation that I would go to university after finishing school, um, which I did, but I had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up or be when I grew up. Um, but I did go to university. I studied applied science and all through university, I worked in retail um, and then I worked in retail management. And, you know, I don't regret that at all. I think working in retail gave me a really strong grounding in how to work with people and how to manage people. Um, you know, you, you learn pretty quickly when you've got someone yelling at you at a counter, you know, how to handle conflict and, and how to handle aggression. And so I think that really, that experience really set my career up um, for the future. And it was while I was working in retail and I, and I moved through the management ranks um, and I did management development programs while I worked in retail, I became really interested in how organisations manage their people and how they got the best out of their people and, and how they supported their people. And so while 
working in retail, I went back to university to study a Bachelor of Business in Human Resources. And I studied part-time, which is a pretty hard slog. I'm sure any of you who have, have studied and worked at the same time, it's pretty challenging. But, you know, when you're determined to get something done, you get it done in the end. And, you know, not long after that, I secured my first human resources role. And, you know, what was interesting is that that first role was in insurance. It was in um, truck insurance, if you can imagine. (laughs) Um, But it was really the start of a career that has taken me all over the world. And I perhaps got pigeonholed into companies that were more, I guess, male-dominated, often more industrial. But I think my my upbringing and being very practical, being able to work with lots of different people um, really held me in good stead. Um, So I've I've worked for mainly multinational companies around the world. I've I've travelled with companies to London, to Belgium, Um, I worked on a a large project for 12 months in India, which was so interesting. I've been able to live in Singapore and the UK and now New Zealand. I am Australian. Um, But I think having a career where you get to to travel and experience different cultures is, is one of the best things you can do. And if you are offered that opportunity, my... My um, advice would be to grab it with both hands. It's It's been so amazing. Um, while I've been working for various companies, I got the opportunity to move to Singapore with my, my young family at the time and live and work in Singapore. And um, that's been amazing. And while working in Singapore, I I got really interested in the fact that I had always worked for male-dominated businesses, that I was often the only woman at the table or the only woman in the room. And while I was fairly proud of myself that I had gotten there, I wondered where all the other women were. And so I got really interested in how can I support women and what what can I do more um, to support women. And so I've run various events, both Um, internal in companies but also externally in the market where I've sold tickets and had speakers come um, which was really has been a great experience as well. Uh, The the last company I worked for was a, a very big project management and engineering company and it was the first company that had a diversity and inclusion leader. I had never worked for a business that that had that role and that, I, that was just so exciting to me. Like imagine working for a company that had a dedicated role that was trying to make things better for women, for people with disabilities, for the queer community, um, for different uh, ethnicities. You know, that was so cool to me. I was still working in uh, generalist HR roles, but but leadership roles. And I can remember when I started I thought, gee, if that role ever came up, I would love to do that role. But I guess no one would no one would leave a role like that. But two years after being there, the role did come up. Um, it became vacant and I very quickly applied 
Um, I was so excited. And, you know, I think, I think the reason I secured the role was because I had proven myself in the generalist human resources role that I was in and I'd worked really hard. Um, but I'd also, I could demonstrate my interest in the space. So being a woman and understanding what that's like in a very male-dominated business. I also have a son called Aiden, and he is vision impaired. And so I kind of thought, well, you know, I've got the disability piece sorted. So I get women, I get disability. Yep, surely that's why they gave me the job. Um, and I remember thinking when I was offered the role that, you know, how exciting that was and I've, I've got this sorted and, you know, I know I know what to do. But, but of course I didn't. I thought I knew a lot. Of course I knew nothing. And, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time really, really understanding the different experiences of people and how they show up in organisations um, so this podcast was was one of the ways I did that. It was like, how can I talk to people who are different in the world, who who need different accommodations in the world, who who need different considerations? Um, and so I've learned so much from the people on the podcast. So um, in terms of, you know, if you want to work in this space, um, I guess I've got a couple of pieces of advice, um, maybe three pieces I'll talk about. So the first one is that working in diversity and inclusion within an organisation um, is not social work. Um, it's not, um, of course, it's about helping people, but it's not, it's not social work. It's helping to create uh, an environment where everyone can thrive. Um, but if you want to do social work and if you really want to help people in that kind of way you should go do social work because organizations are often not the place um, to do social type work i think that's changing but i think at the moment it's not so that would be my first piece of advice um, my second piece of advice would be you ever all of us have the ability to make an impact as an individual and to work in these areas um, no matter what job we're doing in an organization you can always get involved you can always lead something you can be part of an employee network um, and so by doing those things you start to build credibility in diversity and inclusion and a couple of the people who've come on my podcast have done have done just that um, so Sudesh T I'll, I'll put his link in in the show notes, that's how he got noticed, and that's how he secured a role in DNI um, without having experience before. Uh, so we've talked about it's not social work. Um, we talked about getting some experience before before you want to get that that next role. And I think finally, working in diversity and inclusion is really about change management. Um, you know, you're trying to change the culture of an organisation so that it's more inclusive. And there's not one thing that is going to make the difference. You need a whole range of things to come together to slowly change a culture. 
Um, and it is slow. It does take time. Um, and so you have to keep going. But I think, you know, if you think about the work as not being social work, but about being change management, I think that puts your head in a, um, a better space to do the work and to understand why things are slow and why things take time to get to happen. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I, I've created the course Six Weeks to Get Started in Diversity and Inclusion because I realised when I started in my first role that I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to navigate the stakeholders that I needed to be able to, to speak to and influence to. Um, so that's why I've pulled this course together. It's really about establishing what you need to do to be effective what you need to do to get really focused because um, if you're already working in this space you will know that everything comes at you there's so many things to fix and there's never enough time so you've got to be really focused and you've got to be really disciplined um, and and in the course we also talk about well how do you measure success how do you track the right things um, and you know how do you help the organisation to understand the progress that's being made or not, as might be the case. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to pop my email address in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you if you'd like to know more. I'm always happy to share. And, yeah, have a great day. <laughs>